don't know if you've noticed, but in recent years, there's been a massive increase in the interest in agriculture amongst young people. And why wouldn't there be, given the enormous opportunities and prospects that agriculture offers? So wool has also enjoyed this great upswing of interest amongst school, TAFE and university students. And this has been seen across educational initiatives such as Wool for School and the National Merino Challenge. But in this episode, we're going to focus on the great story that is the School Weather Challenge. Now, it's a creation of state stud merino breed societies, and we'll hear the far-reaching effect it's having on young people's lives and, of course, the wool industry itself. Hello, and welcome to The Yarn. It's a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. Consultant Ben Watts runs the New South Wales School Weather Challenge, created and funded by the New South Wales Stud Merino Breeders Association, which follows on from a very successful program run in South Australia for many years. AWI's Emily King caught up with Ben, who explains how it works. We get around 350 uh, weathers of uh, one type out of one flock. So we start off with around 600 little lambs. And at six months old, uh, we draft the centre out of them and that 350 gets sent uh, in groups of seven out to schools, which again this year have been right across uh, every border of New South Wales and into Victoria. The schools look after them for six months, raising them commercially and then send them back and they're judged on commercial value. We're here today at Dubbo TAFE Rural Skills Campus and um, today all of the schools are bringing their weathers back in um, for the culmination of the event. It's been pretty busy out in the yards. Can you just explain a bit about what you've been doing out there? Yeah, so as all of the teams come back through, every sheep as an individual uh, are side sampled, their EIDs collected. We're taking all of their fleece measurements, uh, body weight, estimating carcass yield, uh, taking a fat score for their uh, for their kill price. Uh, and it's all about collecting all of the data that's going to make up this animal's uh, total score, which is just purely based around the economics. And it, it's really great because the kids are so interested in where the animals have ranked, even from within the group of seven sheep that they had. They've been weighing them all the way along and they've been making some guesstimates about their top team and their second team and the total value. But what today does is it brings all of those figures in together so that uh, by tomorrow, once we're shearing, the final measurement we'll need to take is only a fleece weight and then we're, uh, we've got all the figures we need. And do you award a best individual sheep or is it on a team basis or how does that whole thing work? So the whole thing's aimed at teams and the reason behind that is the feedback we got from schools was a show giving a ribbon to a top sheep might be great but commercially sheep make money as mobs so they're really running these as mini mobs if we can think of it like that and they're learning that it's the whole group of sheep that make up the profit so the big prize everyone's vying for is the top team but we also are going to award uh, top individual sheep just to recognise uh, those sheep that might have led a winning team. There's some sheep here that it's just unbelievable for a young merino weather lamb, the size and the, the wool cut they're going to have on them. Uh, so it's great to celebrate that, but it's really looking at that as a mob, what can it be? And 
the really impressive part is we've had students saying to us, imagine if I had 100 or even just 150 of these sheep, that could be my start into running some sheep. And it's great that these kids are looking at the economics of it. And so you mentioned that uh, you took a centre draft of about 350 sheep. So how many sheep does each team have? And uh, how many schools in total have you got participating this year? So uh, each school gets seven sheep and the aim is they're aiming to make two teams of three so they get a spare. And uh, this year I believe we ended up with 48 schools, which is great. It's, uh, I think it's a record. It just keeps growing year on year. And the best thing is the schools are also talking not only within the school group uh, at a particular school, but schools within their region and they're sharing information about nutrition, animal health, all of the things that they're asking to learn more about. So it's really exciting that the schools are actually driving this as much as industry is. And you mentioned before that it's not only New South Wales schools and you've got a few Victorian schools as well. Uh, Are there sheep already up here and um, how are they looking with the New South Wales sheep? Yeah, it's really interesting when we start to look at the difference between sheep growing in different geographic areas. So the 350 or so sheep we sent out were all within around three kilos of each other for body weight when they left. I think we've got a difference up to around 28 kilos in body weight now. And certainly the sheep from the colder regions of, say, Victoria or from the, the northern tablelands of New South Wales, they look very, very different to, say, the sheep from a pastoral area. But it's, uh, it's really interesting because we've had uh, the Victorian schools reach out because they want to be involved because they want the hands-on activity for their students. But it's also a great thing for students to see that animals grow into a particular type uh, based on the environment that they've been in. So, yeah, it's really interesting this year. We've got a full range and we've actually broken the judging into four regions because we've got uh, quite a few schools from a coastal area and that's... uh, we thought would be a challenge for Merinos and I can tell you from what we've already seen in measurements uh, one of the top end teams will actually be from a coastal region. We've also got the Tablelands regions and those have tended to be the shorter cannon bone, finer crimping type fine wools that have they've grown into there. Then we've got our mixed farming region which is I guess what we think of as the, the classic merino around uh, western New South Wales and the riverina sheep, we've, uh, we're judging them on their own because they tend to grow into their own type, especially that, that real heart of the riverina, Denny, Finley, through the heart of it there, they certainly that classic type riverina sheep when you have a look at them here in the yards. Once the students or teachers take their um, their sheep back to school, is it basically up to the school to manage those sheep as they see fit, or you know, are they given a bit of a you know recipe on how to grow sheep out uh, to, for this competition, or do they sort of have to um, work that out for themselves? Uh, a lot like the other states running these programs, we've uh, put together a guide or a handbook on animal nutrition and uh, you know, the basic principles of animal welfare because we really want students to be understanding from the get-go that we want uh, merinos especially. We're really proud that we lead uh, the industry in, in animal best practice and It's then up to the students to be looking at fine-tuning their nutrition program for growth, but uh, we run a training day for them when they pick their animals up that's all focused on what are the key things they need to provide, a little bit on stockmanship and handling their animals, 
we ask all the schools to uh, actually train their sheep to be halter-led. And some people have said to us, oh, there's no need for that. But it's a great activity because it gets kids hands-on. It's far too easy to put them in a uh, pen with a big feeder and feed the steam out of them and grow them as big as you can. It's much better when the kids are getting hands-on, learning to handle them. And, uh, yeah, it's up to the kids to really fine-tune that animal health program and nutrition program. Are you seeing an increasing interest in, um, in... I guess, roles within the industry and in people seeking information about sheep and wool? Yeah, that, that's certainly the what's really pushed across in the last two to three years. Probably the first uh, two or three years of the, of the programs with the National Merino Challenge and some of these state-based programs, we hadn't seen a lot of movement. But certainly the last two to three years, we're seeing a lot of young people seeking information around career paths, information, uh, work opportunities to get the experience. And what's great is we can also not only offer them genuine uh, opportunities, we can pair them up with uh, some of the shining stars that have come through from those early days of National Merino Challenge who are now actively working in industry and we've even got a couple of them uh, working here over today and tomorrow that have, uh, you know, they were just quiet little ones chipping away in the education side only a few years ago and now they're here, you know, active and right in amongst, uh, you know, I guess people that maybe they they weren't comfortable reaching out to prior to that. So it's exciting that not only do they want the information, but also we can link them with people who have travelled that path just within the last year or two as a a link of here's somebody you can speak to and they show you that you can do it. New South Wales School Weather Challenge Coordinator Ben Watts there. So Gunnedah High School have been involved for about seven years now. Their teacher, Nicole Dwyer, told Emily King just how students really look forward to the weather challenge every year. Um, It's a real highlight of the calendar. They love coming down at the start when we pick the sheep up for the education day. They get a lot out of that. Usually we bring between um, 15 to 20 kids for that. Um, And then, yeah, they get really excited about the actual competition um, in August. And so you mentioned coming down to pick the weathers up from Dubbo. Once you've picked them up and you take them back home to school, what happens then? Um, well, they're in charge of them. So they have to do all the animal management. So if they need any extra vaccinations, drenching, treatment for lice, any of that type of stuff during the um, time that we have them for over the five months that we have them, they're in charge of doing all the animal management um, procedures that need to be done. So... Usually, um, most people, I guess, not just kids, but most people really love to learn by, you know, seeing and doing and touching and feeling and really getting to actually take some responsibility and be part of it. Have you found that that's been a real benefit of this program? Definitely. The kids love the hands-on. They love getting to, they're like most kids, they love to get um, get a little bit dirty. They love actually breaking the sheep in. Um, We have to teach them how to walk on harness. So the enjoyment they actually get out of that, they name their sheep um, and some of the names they come up with is hilarious. Um, And they just, they enjoy getting outside and doing prac. And the more prac that they can do, the more hands-on that we can do for them, 
the more they learn, the more engaged they are, and yeah, they just get so much more out of a program. And so you found that the kids really take responsibility and create a bit of a bond with their sheep during the time they have them? Definitely. Um, there was no tears this time um, in, because they haven't been able to come with them. So, but they were definitely sad because we moved the um, sheep to our other farm the other day just so that we could shed them so they didn't get wet with the rain that's come through. And coming down on Friday, it was like, oh, have the sheep gone already? And I was like, no, they're still here, but they will be gone on Monday. So no, they do get attached to them. And you mentioned that um, generally you'd bring about 15 to 17 children down um, and that they're not here. Could you just explain a bit more to me about that? Um, with COVID, um, we've been really restricted by the DET and government and um, both state and federal guidelines about what we can and can't do with um, students. Um, at the moment, we're restricted to just local field trips, so just within the town. Um, so, yeah, haven't bringing them down, usually it's a three-day excursion, two nights, so it's just not possible at the moment to be able to bring them down due to COVID restrictions, yeah. A really important part of programs like this is being able to, I guess, show people the opportunities that are available in industry and nothing speaks truer than someone who actually is a farmer or who does work with sheep in some capacity actually coming in and speaking to the kids as well. Um, I know probably with COVID restrictions that's been a bit tough this year but have you had experience with that sort of support from your community in the past? In the past yeah we've had people come in and really lucky that our farm assistant is very sheep orientated um, he is from a local farming family um, we've also in the past um, taken all of our kids out to um, a local farmers place so that they can do sheep work and stuff out there so they do get a lot of hands-on stuff that way but the support that um, AWI and the Dubbo Sheep Weather um, Challenge Committee provides us is fantastic. It's, yeah, Any problems that we have, they're more than happy to talk to us through, especially at the moment with COVID where we couldn't have anyone coming in. So, no, they're really, they're really good. It's an excellent opportunity. Thank you. That's great to hear. Of course, one of the main reasons for industry and investing in these types of things are because we want more young, bright people coming into agriculture. And there's so many different things that young people can do in agriculture. It's really broad, you know, whether you want to be a farmer or a geneticist or, you know, there's just so many opportunities. Have you found that that students who are able to gain access to more hands-on and get more of an insight into all the different roles in the industry are more likely to see opportunities in that industry? Definitely. Um, the agricultural industry in Australia is vast and diverse and I guess what Gunnedah High shows, a lot of our kids actually don't come from farming families. They're from more, not just towny or town kids, but they're from, I guess, their parents might, if they're in agricultural industry, they're not farm owners, they're more like farm managers and stuff like that. But I'm really proud of actually the amount of kids that we actually have going in to agricultural careers afterwards. Uh, quite a few of them are doing rural science at, at the moment at UNE or they've gone down to Wagga to do um, vet, like, vet-like courses or animal husbandry courses. So, yeah, I, and or they've gone into farming industry within Canada, whether it be within our rural produce stores or um, other places. So, yeah, it definitely opens up their eyes to what's out there. And so um, you mentioned earlier to me when we were just chatting that um, you've got students from years 9 to 12 involved um, in this uh, weather challenge uh, through the school. Is this, does this also sort of form part of their schoolwork or is this totally extracurricular? 
No, it's part of their schoolwork. Um, so we do, obviously, for our senior years, for year 11 and 12, we have um, animal production. So this forms part of the animal production stuff that we have. Actually, during COVID, where we couldn't get out, those seven sheep were fantastic, where we could actually do, um, like, go out and do condition scoring. They could actually look at the sheep and um, do all that animal behaviour stuff and management that they have to do. For our year nine and 10 students, we have sheep programs that we actually run at school. So we have units of work that are set up around it. So they do the prac stuff with the sheep. They get the theory knowledge as well that they can back up with the practical knowledge. And uh, in terms of those students, is agriculture compulsory for them or are they? is that an elective subject? It's an elective subject. We're really lucky where um, we have a huge interest within um, to do agriculture at Gunnada High School. So we have more and more students every year um, who choose to do ag. So we not only run agriculture in our senior classes, we run primary industries as well. So they use their sheep to help get the competencies too. We also have a, um, a stud too that we, um, a pole dorset stud, which helps with that side of it too. Um, but yeah, no, ag's very, very popular. It's, yeah, <laughs> and growing. That's really, really wonderful to hear. Do you think that you could attribute some of the growing interest in popularity of agriculture at the school to, I guess, your more integrated program of learning? So they do know they're going to get some hands-on and they do know that they're going to be able to go out and, you know, meet some farmers and, and you know, have their own sheep at school. Definitely. They, the kids love practical work. The more hands-on experiences they can get, the more they love their learning and yeah I definitely think that they do we always get asked oh which shows are we going to go to where can we what excursions can we go on um can we go out and do this they see other students doing it and they really want to do it too and they love also the interaction in a normal year when it's non-covid that they get to have with the other schools as well and going coming to events like this normally where they get to meet all the industry people that go with it it's really beneficial thank you so much for your time and um onwards and upwards for Gunnar High Hopefully. Thank you very much. Gunnada High School teacher Nicole Dwyer there. Haddon Rig Stud Manager and Dubbo National Merino Sheep Show and Ramsale Committee member Andy McLean told Emily King what the wool industry gets out of such a program. Oh, I just think it, just to expose everything we're doing here to these children at such a young age um, they're going to grow up like they're not all going to go and breed sheep when they leave school or be in the merino industry or sheep industry but at least they've been exposed to it and you know as they as they grow and they'll um, you know definitely some of them are going to enjoy it and and when they leave school hopefully they'll you know get into the industry and and they don't have to be breeding sheep there's you know there's so many things that they can do in the industry from stock contractors from scanning to shearers to you know, right up to the top end of the industry. So, you know, it, it just exposes them to it, That's yeah, which is good. So in a normal year when you can go to sheep shows and be out and about, do you find that you have many young people coming up to you wanting to have a chat and seeing what sort of opportunities there are in the industry? Yep, 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 particularly in the last four or five years as the wool, wool has been... You know, going really well, and and well, everything's going well. Lambs, of, lambs and meat and sheep meat's been really good. So yes, we've had a lot of interest on you know people, everything we've been talking about on in coming to us for employment or just work experience for ten, you know, a couple of weeks from uni students and yeah. So no, no, there's people people looking, which is great. Mm. Yeah. And it's great that you're seeing an increase in that as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, ten years ago, I think 
Most people would be, if they went to boarding school, they'd leave school and poof up north and go to the Territory chasing cattle and, yeah, but so, no, no, a lot of people are staying down here and getting experience and going onto their family properties breeding sheep, which is good. That's excellent. Yeah. It um, sounds like good news for a bright future for the sheep and wool industry. Yeah, that's right. Yep, very good. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Thanks for your time. Thanks very much, Emma. Andy McLean there, Haddon Rig Stud Manager and Dubbo National Merino Sheep Show and Ramsale Committee Member. A huge thank you to Emily King for all those interviews in this episode of The Yarn. I hope you enjoyed it. As usual, thank you for your company and we look forward to catching you again next time. 